tonight on the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast. Bring the marshmallows. Bring the camping zone. Battle Royale, PlayStation 5, and zombies. Some dads are average. Some dads are incredible. These dads are epic. And now, the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast. This is episode 52. I'm one of your hosts, Clinton Stanley. I'm also here with Ryan Maddox. Pew, pew, pew. And Hunter Venable. Those of you listening to the audio podcast, I did like little handguns. Right, mm. the pew pew. It, it made it way cooler. I just yeah. had to make sure they knew. And Hunter gave you a little salute because he's patriotic. Yes, he wins. He's always going to win. He's always going to win. Winning. He's going to win some more. Hey, you know That's what's right. not winning is my chin hair. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was looking. Is in that the what mirror. you're calling instead of a beard or what? Yeah, that's what I'm calling it. Uh, I was looking yesterday in the mirror, and I saw two white. Uh, grayish white friends that decided to join the party and it made me sad because i'm not ready for yeah. this kind of stuff yet i just had tiff pull some and actually how i realized it was there was watching the stream and there was just this big white <laughs> just big white super hair. white on top of my black beard yeah and i was like what is that and she was like that's a hair it's always there and i was like why don't you pull it i pulled it already it came back I was like, pull it again <laughs> hey I guess that's what the the elderly people call our battle scars, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, so. here's the thing: people like are so afraid of that thing, and it's making them old. I think it's wisdom. Yeah. Mm. It doesn't bother me at all. I've already salt and pepper like all in my hair over here, and it's like no big deal. I don't salt care. and pepper is I'm the already... new sexy boys. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm already married. I got my girl. I'm locked in. I care about my fitness. She's and health. locked I like in. Get that back, but I don't really care about my hair. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I can go with the whole gray thing. I mean, at least I'm not going bald. So mm-hmm. there's that. I could be I that say guy. I don't care about my hair, and then I reach up. And <laughs> he starts fixing it. <laughs> Makes no sense. Yeah, he totally doesn't care. Totally, T, totally. <laughs> I'm obviously completely conceited. Anybody who knows me yeah. knows that. So yeah, yeah, I don't blame you. Well, tonight we've got uh, quite the show planned out. I say it every week, but this week I'm saying it again. Except this week's a little bit different because Hunter is going to be providing the news. That's right. Yeah. He's going to do good. I got total faith in you, Hunter. Yeah. Nice. You better. I'm pretty confident he's not going to bring any politic news, and I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, Sometimes we that's need That's awkward. To... I need to delete all these. <laughs> delete. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan's going to be bringing a, uh, a game review for a game that he really likes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You notice I didn't say he's very good at. I said he really likes. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, yeah. Is there? Hold on, time out. Is there a game that you could say that I'm really good at? The game of trying to be right. I think you're good at that. I am yeah. good at that. Yeah. 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 Everything else. If there was an argument or sales game, Ryan would be really good at. Oh yeah. Con man. Mm-hmm. He needs to be a con man in a game. Like if it was just wow. nothing but cons, there's Ryan. I don't con right my way into being right. I'm right, and then I prove it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. With your cons. Yeah. Right. We get it. Yeah. We get it. Yeah. 
Um, you know, on a regular basis, and I don't mean to run way off track here. I'm just going to go off track real quick. Uh, there's a guy way back, and it, almost every time we stream, I think of him. If you're ever listening again, you maybe listen to the podcast, uh, and you jumped in, and you said, I see no necks. Oh, yes. when you, There was a guy that jumped in the room, and that's all he said. I see no necks here. Yeah. <laughs> and every time we podcast, I'm always looking at you guys like, Just thinking man, about it? We're just, yeah. <laughs> my neck may be a little more viewable if my beard wasn't three inches yeah true hazard says bread is bread bread will love you so love it back bread enjoy bread mm. embrace bread mm. bread is mm. you and more love it oh more love it eat it bread well i am a celiac disease person so bread is not my friend bread tries also, to murder me i'm a t- type 2 diabetic and it also murders <laughs> me because it it gives me mm. so much sugar issues so right and ryan is thinks- really my friend Ryan thinks he might be intolerant as well. So, you know, bread's just not really a friend of ours anymore. Yeah. We love right. bread. So don't we I, can still I say do we too. love bread. Yeah. We, we just love... don't really partake of bread. It's it's yeah. kind of like a Romeo and Juliet story mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We we love bread, but bread is a hoe bag. So we have It's going to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about bread and bread can sometimes be in the news. And with mm-hmm. that said, Hunter, will you deliver a nice big fat loaf of news? I will. <laughs> Steaming loaf. Leaks for geeks. What a great transition, man! I, I gotta be, I gotta say, I've been giving you a hard time lately for your transitions, and that was just a great one. I've never called it, uh, heard it called a steaming loaf, though. I like that. Yeah, it comes out of the it oven. It was actually it's the way it was piping. the way you described deliver a great big loaf. Steaming was clearly what you were talking about. Yes, so Hunter just jumped on that. We don't want yes. it to not be steaming. You know, you want that moistness right, right out of the oven, clean. No debris. No corn. One of the tricks to making good homemade like pumpkin bread or something like that, like banana nut bread, is to wrap it when it comes out mm-hmm. of the oven. In cellophane, so then the steam and moisture stays in the bread. So mm. bread is steaming when it comes out. All right, here we go. So this first one I got for you guys is a little spicy, mm. and it kind of has some stuff to do with what Ryan's talking tonight because uh, of the game. Well, I can't do that, can I? I might just yeah, gave you can do that. Okay. Yeah, you go. Um. Anyways, this is about Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and uh, what has happened is somebody has discovered or if they think that they've discovered a uh, battle royale mode through a glitch Ooh. in the new modern warfare. So this came out today at four o'clock um, and it says a battle royale mode is all but sh- uh, surely coming to call of duty uh, modern warfare as the season two opening cinematic strongly suggests it's on its way. Now more evidence mm-hmm. has seemed to emerge. Um, Multiple players have glitched into a menu for a new mode called Warzone, which is presumably the name of the Battle Royale mode. Images from the menu show options for weapons, operators, and barracks, while a page for drop kits uh, that you can edit before matches has also popped up. Additionally, people have claimed to be able to see the new Battle Royale map by various and unconfirmed means. A video of the entire rumored map has also been posted online. The Modern Warfare Season 2 update added a new classified page to the game's title screen. This is believed to be the placeholder for the Warzone battle map. 
mode. Battle right. Royale mode. A lot of people were hoping that that was going to come out when it came out. So, I mean, I know everybody's excited for the Battle Royale version. To be honest mm -hmm. with you, I'm not that excited for it, but I'll talk about why when I do the review. Okay. That's very good. That's, interesting. That's good, because I got something to combat that. Ooh, okay. So, uh, Modern Warfare already has a large-scale mode in the form of a ground war, which supports 64 players before launch. Um, Infinity Ward teased that the game could support a 100-player mode at some point, and now it seems that it's happening with this Battle Royale mode. There are norm, uh, numerous unsubstained rumors that Modern Warfare's reported Battle Royale mode floating around now, including that Warzone could be a standalone free-to-play game, but nothing is locked down yet. Keep checking back with us for the latest. So, here's the deal. I'm with you, Ryan. Uh, if they're going to release the same thing they did last year, I don't want it. Mm. Or, not last year, but with the uh, uh, last uh, yeah. Black Ops. Right? right? And so my next article is actually a little bit on those lines. Um, it says, as Call of Duty Modern Warfare Battle Royale rumors swirl, here's what we want from it in 2020. Okay. Mm. So kind of some stuff on uh, what, what we kind of want to... What's up? This is me and Clint's first Call of Duty back to Call of Duty in years, like eight yes. years maybe, something like that. So I never even tried the, um, the Battle Royale on the other one I did mm -hmm. do the battle I did do uh, I did play what's it called Call of Duty Mobile but I didn't do Battle Royale I just did okay. the regular versus mode mm -hmm. so I really don't know what the last one was like in comparison okay well when you think Black Ops Black Ops has got all the crazy guns you know and mm -hmm. all the different stuff like that so it's it's Black Ops game that is a Royale I mean there's nothing else to be said mm -hmm. there there wasn't anything that set it apart from any okay. other Royale game and there really wasn't even you know, like we've talked about before, Fortnite has that addictive type thing mm -hmm. because they continue to change and you want to be a part of the change and you want to figure out and you right. want to be the latest and updated. And uh, Black and, Ops and Apex do that. has done a good job at that so far. Yes. Too. Mm -hmm. yes. They've, done, they've done the whole route of character specific. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so uh, there is that and there wasn't, you know, much... Uh, I don't remember if there was a level up system in the Black Ops one, like what would you call that battle pass? Mm -hmm, I don't remember yeah. if there was. I know that there probably will be in this one because there already is a battle pass. Right. right, um, right. And so uh, there's just you know it was very like all these uh, Fortnite came out with their Royale and then people wanted to jump sh on ship, so all they did is took their game and converted it into a hundred player game, drop down kill. Right. That's all they did. They didn't. They they. They failed, I think, in my opinion, to make it unique. Right. To their yeah, they didn't own thing. implement their own system. Yes. Mm -hmm. So um, let's jump into this a little bit and see what other people say, and then I want your input, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about what you would want or if you agree or anything like that. Mm -hmm. uh, while you can argue that the Battle Royale uh, craze is reaching its peak, it remains one of the biggest genres in the games today. Battle Royale games like Fortnite, Apex, and even PUBG are still some of the most played games out there. With rumors brewing around Call of Duty's uh, standalone Battle Royale mode, it clearly looks mm -hmm. like the genre is here to stay. But what can we expect from the Battle Royale games in 2020? It's a new year, and that means we've got to be innovators uh, and, or sorry, we got to be uh, innovations and experience on the way, right? Whether it's Activision uh, paving the way with whatever these rumors are around Call of Duty, 
uh, or a new contender introducing a flurry of new mechanics we didn't know we wanted until now, uh, 2020 could potentially be another exciting year for Battle Royale games. Still, we can't help but dream and wonder about the specific things we hope will happen. Mm -hmm. um, and then here's some of the things that these guys are putting on the table that they'd like to see. Uh, Battle Royales need better storytelling. While Battle Royale games are all about the combat, there are periods where developers spice things up with in-world events and storylines that play out on the battlefield. With new trailers and ominous blog posts hinting at a growing story, it drives players to jump back into the fray and oh, yeah. uncover bits of passive storytelling to piece together a deeper message. It can be a fun experience in world building and seeing more developers take this premise of uh, the non-sensual battle royale setup seriously is certainly fun. However, there's a big problem I have with trying to enjoy these moments. This is all happening in a massive death match where everyone is waiting for the chance to snipe opponents who are distracted by static clues left on the wall. So, um, to put it plainly, the very con uh, um, to put it plainly, the, the very way that this game's played out, uh, the, the battle royale is going to get in the way of a larger storytelling. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? That's kind of what they're going for there. Um, while I appreciate the efforts uh, they make in trying to get their story across, I really do. Uh, uh, I, I or sorry, he he's basically saying here he appreciates that they're trying to get a story across, but there needs to be a better way of getting it across in the battle royale games. Mm -hmm. uh, it, he goes on to say, I can only imagine if a number of kills someone got from uh, distracted players trying to soak up the story, which likely leaves the deceased players frustrated for wasting their time. So far. Fortnite has been the model of uh, of that games like PUBG and Apex Legends to follow. Mm -hmm. While Epic Games uh, leverages social media and live streams to draw people into the game frequently, the playoff can feel uh, diminished when you're stuck in the blitz of a free-for-all. What I would really like to see is for games to play more like the concept of a Battle Royale game type, keeping players more in the moment, while also drawing their eye to larger stories that are in motion. So, mm. I like what he's saying here, but I do feel like Fortnite's done that. Yeah. Uh, because Fortnite has... To an extent. Uh, Fortnite has had a forever changing map, and, mm -hmm, and they right. don't just change it, that explanation. Now, sometimes their explanations were goofy. Right. Um, but, uh, you yeah, know... But then I, you know, I come through, and I, are you ready for our opinion? You want me to be quiet? Yeah, yeah, go for it. So, so like I'm listening to this uh, this uh, writer, kind of scathe them about not having story, da 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 da. But to me, battle royale is not that. Um, especially in Call of Duty, you already have single single player um, story mode. Right. You mm -hmm. have uh, multiplayer, which has no story and doesn't really matter. It's still huge within the Call of Duty community. Um, right. So to me, I just feel like a big game like that. I mean, it's the whole point of it's to be massive, and you know we're not talking about uh, MMO like Warcraft, uh, World of Warcraft, or Star Wars or anything like that. We're talking about mm -hmm. it's a battle royale, competitive, you know, mat uh, match. So I don't know. To me, the whole story thing kind of falls flat because it's like, well, that's they're purposely not going that route. So for you right. to um, judge them on that seems kind of dumb. Right. I think that the I think that the seasons and the map changes are enough really for me too on the story side of things. 
Um, sure. When they implement a few things, like Fortnite's doing more than enough, in my opinion. They're doing great. Um, what I think that would be nice to have would be um, almost like side achievements or side missions built mm-hmm. into uh, the game. Like, basically, you could activate during the game. You know, maybe there's 20 to pick from that are active this week, and you can pick three of them for that game. And then you go in, and it's like get three headshots or do this, and you're going to earn mm-hmm. certain mm-hmm. things for playing the game this certain style during that match. If yeah. you had some other minor objectives to go along with just trying to win a match, I think that that would go a long ways on these battle royales. I think people would have a lot of fun with the many objectives. It may distract them, but that's kind of part of the challenge, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So you're picking, what do I go after this objective or playing the smartest to win the whole game? And there right. should be extra XP or something that's going with getting the objectives knocked out for the week. And yeah. I think people would like something like that. Now, yeah. Fortnite already kind of implements that with some, they have some daily challenges. Yeah, they do. Um, that you can okay. do. With and then they that. even have greater challenges for Battle Pass owners, I think. There's a whole other book of Battle oh. Pass owners challenges. So, so, see, I'm behind the curve on this stuff. So, and that's the thing, is that's why Fortnite is so immersive. Because I, that's what kept me on that game. I was never the greatest at that game, but I want to get on and see what my weekly challenges were, and I wanted to try to finish them. Because you didn't have to be that great to do some of their challenges. Some of their challenges were like, collect this amount of wood, you know, stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So um, I do agree that keeps the player coming back. But Mm -hmm. what this guy's, I think, trying to come across with is, um, and it even says in the very last part of this article, is that, you know, Fortnite's done a good job with kind of like, keeping their game open and explaining why things are happening. For instance, mm-hmm. there was a Marvel mm-hmm. season where Thanos was in. And then just recently, because mm-hmm. of Star Wars, they're able to use these people mm-hmm. um, right. and get ads in their game, basically, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. get paid to do it and endorse it or whatever because they've created the universe where, okay, well, we're going to have rip holes in our universe and anything right. can come through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was smart universes. on their part, right? right. Yeah, but that, he said... He he said he liked the way they stood in that, but he said he just would rather like uh, battle royale games kind of give me the why am I here? Why am I here mm-hmm. fighting? Just give me a little bit of backstory. That's kind of what he is searching for here. He said uh, um, even when games like Fortnite embrace how self-aware it is with their dimensional hopping antics with guest appearances like Emperor Palpatine from Star Wars, Apex mm-hmm. Legends seems to be into something uh, through. Uh, oh, and Apex Legends seems to be uh, onto something too recently with its focus on Revenant, which mm-hmm. didn't focus too much on static details and uh, more on submersive uh, expectations or subverting expectations from what the fans expected. Still, I don't. Or he says, still, I hope that story t- storytelling and battle royale games see some improvement. So he just kind of wants to know. He wants a little backstory, like. Um, obviously in a, in a Call of Duty game, you know why you're there. It's a war game. Like you're going into war, but he wants a little bit of sauce, you know, just something like, I I guess to kind of spice up what he's going through, um, and kind of get him more immersed into the game. I guess for me, it's like, I'm confused because it almost sounds like he's the guy that almost wants an MMO. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's came from an MMO background before. Right. But, but it's like. It's not that. Battle Royale is not that. It's meant to right. be matches set up. It's not continuous, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think what Fortnite does and what Apex is doing, both of those are good strategies. Okay. Some cool things that I think would be 
good and you could probably tell a story with would be some more NPC action. Maybe put some NPC bots in there, like, for mm -hmm. instance, Call of Duty, if they wanted to do a zombie battle royale, mm -hmm. where they put zom sprinkle zombies throughout the, the game, the game mode, and mm -hmm. then maybe a horde moves in and you have to... Right. That's, instead of being a storm, that would be your... Right. Your deal moving yet. Um, and see... Something just, interesting like that. Just that little move uh, out opens up a story interpretation for each player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel me? Because... Now we're we're not just fighting each other, but we're in an apocalyptic world, and we're having to fight each other, you know, mm -hmm. to get to the end mm -hmm. of this. So that and here's the thing: I want to end this section. There's a couple more things that he's got on here, but by saying I agree with you guys, you can't make it like a storytelling game because mm -hmm. it's not. That's not what it is. At the same time, you do need to mix some stuff up because what's going to happen yeah. is, like we talked about, is it's going to go to a cookie cutter thing. Mm -hmm. All yeah, that's going to well, be different in our Battle Royale games are going to be costumes and the guns. Yep. Yeah. I don't think Fortnite would have done as well if they didn't have some of that. I think yeah. that's part of why they're doing well. Yeah. But they, they, they have storytelling. They, right. they have storytelling. I mean, because you have cutscenes when you come in for the new updates, and it shows <laughs> you what's going on in the game. And I think that's genius. And that's the only, only uh, Battle Royale game I've seen doing that so far. And I think he just wants a little more of that, maybe. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. it's weird he didn't kind of praise he didn't praise Fortnite at all for doing that yeah um but that's something, kind of seems to me what he wants something that kind of popped into my head kind of a creative thing of course i don't know how to make video games but <laughs> they could also steal from the moba um experience where uh, uh like those kind of games you're playing you know those are lane games where you're playing as teams and moving through and fighting and it's kind of you know it's a much smaller scale 6v6 right on a little map right but they do have computer units or NPC units that you can go fight and kill, take mm. over their little deal, and then you get help from them. If that right. makes sense. Like you took over their camp, now they're on your side. You, they could easily put some stuff like that in Battle Royale where it's like maybe you're not the best or maybe you need some backup. You can go get some NPCs that kind of boost your chances of surviving longer. You know, maybe some cool things like that that um, doesn't necessarily always have to be the type of gun that you got or... Um, I just like think that. right now we're, even though it's been a while since Fortnite, and now we've got all these other guys jumping in, mm -hmm. even though we might be at the peak of, of um, Battle Royale's popularity, I think we're at the beginning of what these games are going to look like. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Well, so it, does, it definitely has to. Development. Yeah, it definitely has to innovate. There has to be something or it'll just water down and die out if, right. if game developers don't um, push the envelope on what they can do with it. Right. Mm -hmm. So... That's cool, yeah. So story mode, or not story mode, but some story to the background game. Um, and there's a couple of these, so I'm going to touch on all of them real quick, and then we can go back if one catches your guys' attention. We can talk a little bit about it, because mm -hmm. I got a couple more things I just want to uh, go with. But um, uh, the next thing he says is a bite-sized battle royale game that moves faster. My matches in PUBG often consist of me perching up on the back of a toilet tank like some bathroom gargoyle waiting with sweaty palms and itchy fingers to uh, get my next victim when he walks through the door. So I could unload an entire clip of my gun in a small hope that they meet their demise in a place no human wants to die. Mm -hmm. Battle Royale tends to be a waiting game, a test of patience, two things I don't get down with. In most cases, after waiting 20 minutes straight, I'm usually the one found dead in the bathroom. Uh, this is so me, and I think it's you guys too. <laughs> That says more about me as a player and my skills than the game. I know. But I just went, uh, 
I just have to wait uh, and wait for another lobby, drop from a plane, scramble, shelter, and find a gun if I'm lucky, and then die again. That's basically what he's <laughs> saying. So um, I guess what he's lobbying for is making a mode maybe that's a little bit faster, uh, not quite 100 on 100. And, and Call of Duty already, already has something similar to that, but not quite uh, um, by the definition of a uh, Royale. So, um, that's that's one. Yeah. Uh, let me wait that's for a actually, second. Go ahead. That's actually the uh, the one that was my reason for not being excited about it. I'm already not super good at uh, games like Call of Duty, and as a dad, I don't get to play as much as I used to. So it's nothing against Battle Royales. It's against having the time to play a Battle Royale. Meaning, if I jump on a battle royale and I play for three hours, I may get in six matches and very few kills and very few deaths, right? In yeah. the sense mm-hmm. of, uh, compared to if I were to get on and play for two or three hours, uh, Call of Duty Team Deathmatch, I'm going to be able to sharpen my skills so much more and get a lot better and have a lot more chances to redeem myself when I lose. Right. You know, mm-hmm. all those kind of things um, to where when I play battle royale, I do feel like... Um, you know, obviously, if long. I was better, if I was better, it would be great, right? Because it's this intense kind of journey that you're going through, eliminating and getting to the top. But for those who aren't really good and don't have that kind of time to play, right? Um, I agree with him. If they made like almost a higher pace, uh, shorter battle royale that pushed the the pace of the game even faster, maybe the mm-hmm. maybe maybe the uh, maybe if they have a version where the storm moves in twice as fast, you keep the same amount of people. Just move the storm super fast, mm-hmm. make it a high pace kind of change to the game. Um, because, you know, obviously I like to sit back when I'm playing games like that, but I also want to run into people and stuff a little bit more, Yeah, I guess, after I get yeah. geared up. So maybe it, maybe if it sped up as it went, right? So it took some time in the beginning for you to gear up, mm-hmm. but after that first wave, it went way faster. I think yeah. something like that would be interesting. Yeah, he said, uh, sure, I could play normal deathmatch with any other shooter, right? But I'd be losing out on the excitement of a more roguelike experience and element. Mm-hmm. So basically, I want a quick version of Battle Royale, something I can fly through a warehouse window, pick up something, and go guns blazing. I, yeah. I agree with him on that one. I really do. Yeah. I think that that's something that I don't think it needs to I'd be like only see. that way. I just think it'd be a cool option. Mm-hmm. I would definitely He said he'd more. like to see... Uh, some of these I'm not going to go into the actual article. I'm just going to tell you the what he's talking about. Um, he said he'd like to see a single-player practice round or maybe tutorials. Um, uh, and then uh, let's see here. He said he'd like it to slow down. He said he was a, a PUBG diehard back in the day. Um, and so he said he'd like to just see the gameplay slow down a little bit, but not in the way that we're, we're talking about speeding the actual game up, right? But I think he's talking about, uh, like he says here, I like Apex Legends, I really do, but everyone I know wants to drop spicy, and that's just not my thing. It's a much faster-paced game, and there, uh, and therefore it does not leave me enough time to loot and sit there, and this is a go-go-go world. I'd appreciate a game that lets me escape to a place that I can actually rest for a minute, and that's where... So, I mean, he kind of contradicts himself here, because mm-hmm. it's like... You want yeah. fast, but you want slow. But I get what he's yeah, saying. Yeah, but that was exactly what just happened to me. When I said it, you guys kind of called me out on it. And I thought, yeah, the same thing. That's true. I want time to gear up. I want time to escape. Mm-hmm. But I want, after gearing up, I want to be pushed. I want to be able to, mm-hmm. you know, have a sh- uh, higher pace game. How you do that exactly, I'm not sure. But I yeah. kind of think that's what he's talking about. Because I think, 
I think that would be a great option for people who uh, I've only got an hour and a half to play tonight. I can jump on and still get right. in, you know, 10 yeah. games. If you got 20, if yeah, if you got 20 minute games, then you're looking at probably three to four games because you got to go right. for waiting to queue in and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Right. Unfortunately, it sounds like this Rogers just conflicted. Yes. In, in, in a way, you know? Yeah. With, with all well, the he's just, I think he's throwing out some ideas uh, and take it or leave it on what he'd like to mm-hmm. see because, it, like we said, the last couple ones have been kind of cookie cutter except for a couple different things. Um, but the last two, let me just jot on before we, and then we can talk about these uh, for a second. But um, he said he'd like to see loadouts over looting. He okay. says that uh, it's blasphemy to say that the looting stage should be scrapped, but sometimes people just want a loadout that they need, you know, that they've worked for. Um, and I agree to that to some extent, but, and then the last thing, uh, he said is actual character creation and customization. So, uh, you know, um, any destiny player out there knows that making your character, uh, uh, looks fabulous and is often half the fun, but in most battle royale games, the cost of looking good is, un- uh, is high. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like you have to pay to look good. So, yeah. um, just uh, an easier customization that you're not breaking the I think Clint's right. I think, I I think, think this guy likes Battle Royales, but he's used to games like World of Warcraft, and he wants yeah. to see some kind of a connection he between wants, the two. He wants literally a PvP MMO, is what it mm-hmm. sounds like to me. And it sounds like he's tra- he's played PUBG, he's tried some of these other Battle Royales, and he likes the whole everybody in one area aspect, but doesn't necessarily like... Okay. What that game mode is. So I feel like well, me, I feel like he's over here struggling. Like he's he's wanting something out of the battle royale that battle royale is definitely right. Not. Well, let me ask you this: um, What if we, you know, what if because all all his his main thing here was twenty twenty should usher in a new kind of royale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I was. Maybe, so let I me say the beginning of royale evolution. Right. Okay. So so let's look at this. What what if it wasn't you know. You know, not all those changes applied, obviously, but maybe we, what I would hope for is something that maybe there's multiple game types on it. So like maybe. there's the traditional Royale, then there's the tradi- there's another one where you can customize your players and have a loadout. Yeah. But then you have mm-hmm. your die because some are like, this isn't a battle Royale if you start. Well, it is and... though. It's just minus the, the, um, the looting and yeah. each, some people like to loot and some people don't. In fact, yeah, if I'm real honest it, with you, you can call it I whatever love, you want. I'd, ha- I'd have a blast having a loadout. I'd oh, yes. Yeah. I love, love, love looting guns on Fortnite, but I hate, I hate, hate gathering uh, wood and stuff. Like, it's just, that's another one of those things in Fortnite that drives me nuts because you're out there just vulnerable as can be, swinging an axe, getting stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and it, mm-hmm. I wish that was a, a skipped part of it. But, you know, some people would die, would tell me I'm, an idiot for Crazy. saying stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So some of the things going through my head though is like um, Mortal Kombat, for instance. It's been the same since it's came out. It's a fighting game, you know. Mm-hmm. Now they've touched on it. They've made it better, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm not like I don't look at that and sit there and go, you know what? I should be able to customize Sonya and have some special this and that. I mean, they make well, skins. We're, and stuff we're not saying Fortnite should go that direction. No, we're saying these new. But I'm games, saying, I'm saying, that, but I'm area. saying this guy's coming in and looking at it, and I'm saying, you know, uh, uh, Mortal Kombat is a fighting game, right? Um, yeah. Football is a football game, and so I'm saying this guy's coming into it, and he's like, I don't 
like the things that this battle royale stuff is right now. But that is He's battle wanting royale. something you get, different you, than you battle royale. Saying? Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And so I'm saying um, for the people that do really love battle royale and just play that stuff you know, nonstop, nerd out, playing it all the time. Um, I don't know that these they probably don't agree with be, them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm saying, I'm saying from the article that I'm reading, it's like he wants mm-hmm. something that's not battle royale. That's right. The thing echo in my head. It's like, yeah. You know, I, I well, it's probably the same for me. Just, I probably want something that's not battle royale. I want something yeah. that's in between. It's some kind yes. of mm-hmm. it's a hybrid. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I, I think my final just say on that real quick is that I agree with some of the things he said, and then I don't with others. Um, I think that there are some games out there that are doing a great job of storytelling um, with their royales. And then the two things I really would like to see um, is I would like a shorter version of a royale. Um, just like you have some royals where you can pick uh, duels, singles, or fours, let's do one that's half the people that moves faster. 50 on 50? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one of the things I'd like to see is customization of characters that's not yeah. so dang pricey. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, maybe pick up, you can pick up loot in the game that you can wear, you know, and use. Oh, yeah. um, and then lastly, I would toy with, again, the game mode of, uh, you can choose if you want to start with a loadout, or you can choose if you want to loot. There should be, you know, there's there, modes, maybe. Yeah, there should be a way to do that. I mean, we're yeah. 2020. You, you guys can, you know. Yeah, and I don't so, think that necessarily changes. They could start you out with some cheapy stuff, like maybe a pistol or mm-hmm. uh, something, something to defend yourself, so you're not just out there with your pickaxe, right? Like right. On Fortnite, just swinging. Okay, and so I'm taking pretty long here, so I want to go over these next two quick, really okay. quick. Okay. Um, and then, so this one's about PS5, uh, the price of PS5. It hasn't been released, uh, but they Sony released a statement saying, I believe that we will be able to release it at a price that is attractive to gamers okay. um, and that it's a good retail price. Um, they also said uh, released and said that it will be backwards compatible with PS4 games. That's good. Um, and then uh, they, what else was it? The PS5 controller. Um, they're saying they're working on it and want to make it more of an immersive uh, gaming experience. And mm-hmm. so they're, it seems like they're diving into that a little harder on the remote this year yeah. um, to make it fun. And with re- that being, I remember reading uh, reading that member that blueprint design that I saw in the news where they were talking about. Maybe the um, pressure of the triggers and stuff would affect yes. certain things in-game. Um, That's cool. Like if there was resistance on something you're trying to do, then you'd have to press harder, do a harder push, things like that. Yeah. And so, yeah, pumped about the PlayStation 5. Uh, with that being said, oops, what did I just do? Um, with that being said, for the second year in the row, PlayStation will not be at E3. Mm. Really? Yeah, PlayStation is skipping E3 once again. Um, uh, relief, uh, they released a statement saying, uh, we have a great respect for the ESA as an organization, but we do not feel the vision of E3 2020 is the right venue for what we've been focusing on this year. Mm. Interesting. So uh, e- er, ESA, which puts on E3, came out and said that they feel like this year is going to be just as great as last year. Um, mm. I think they should be saying it's going to be better. Come on now. It needs to be um, better. Yeah. Because, you know, they had that whole leak thing. and That's not getting me hyped. Yeah. It's going to be just as good as last year. Um, so, anyways, 
don't look for P uh, P P P. Don't look for PlayStation to be there. Sony will not be there. Do you think? Um, it, do you think any other companies will follow suit? Because you know last I year don't Sony know. did do it. Xbox. Obviously, they, obviously they Xbox. Don't feel like I heard them. Right. Xbox has uh, has uh, confirmed they will be there. So okay. they're going to be there. Um, and Xbox is saying that they're trying to up their game for this new console because they actually said that they felt they got beat by PlayStation last year. Oh, that's what they said in the article I just read. They said they wow. need to step it up because they feel like they got beat out by PlayStation, which I thought that's a bold statement. You to mean say. you mean last year or the last generation? Generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. I think they did mm-hmm. get beat this last generation. I think they had the reins for a while with the 360, and when the new one came out, PlayStation jumped ahead. I don't know if it's just because so many people wanted to try something new and go back to PlayStation. You know, because mm-hmm. a lot of 360 guys used to be PlayStation guys. Mm-hmm. Then they jumped on the 360, and then they went back to PlayStation 4. Um, and really, PlayStation 4's UI and stuff like that got a lot better. A lot of the complaints that people had about PlayStation 3 went away with PlayStation 4. So they did close the gap, not mm-hmm. just in sales, but in usability, right? Right. And how easy it was to use. So, yeah. yeah, we'll I see agree what they do the next generation. Will it, will it be like our politics? Will we switch right. hands? We'll see. Know? Back and forth. Back and forth. Mm-hmm. And the the very last thing I got here, guys, is just kind of a fun thing. Um, and it is by, uh, it's about Robert Kirkman. You know who oh, that yeah. is? Clinton. The Walking Dead. That's right. Yeah. Maker of The Walking Dead. So a fan was joking with him like they always do and poking and prodding and, and kept asking him, where did the zombies come from? Why? Where do they come to be? Uh-huh. Well, Robert Kirkman released in a Twitter, uh, and all he said was two words. It was space spore. Hmm. So he's hmm. hinting that this whole thing started from an alien type thing. Like, which, like the aliens, like, let's send this and let them destroy each other? I guess. It, oh. it says a space spore. And so, uh, you know... They haven't confirmed if he's being real or if he's joking, mm-hmm. but from what they have gotten in past interviews, um, they feel like you know he's he's telling the truth because in 2018 they interviewed him uh, about the apocalypse's cause, and uh, he said the characters wouldn't even buy into the explanation if I told them. He said honestly, if a scientist from Washington came to the characters and told them what had happened, the characters would just shrug and say, "Oh, okay." Kirkman uh, said at that time it wouldn't change their lives in one bit. Okay. So yeah, the uh, there's actual scientific um, hypothesis behind that exact theory. Basically, the fact that if uh, a meteorite or something like that were to have um, spores, meaning usually you know spores is like uh, that's where the reproductive stuff right is let off. Like if you're mm-hmm. looking at um, underwater colonies and things like that they shoot spores off and they drift over to the mm-hmm. other and it's then like they multiply and all that. Right. yeah it's like pollination right um if you were to have that uh spores surviving on a meteor that's carrying life from another planet that we haven't encountered or something like that Bring uh, it and it impacted something. yeah and if it impacted earth the the vastness of its even if the even if the meteor didn't really damage earth much mm-hmm. um the vast impact that that new life form would have on evolution and all that kind of stuff would be huge and unforeseeable so yeah that's that's kind of cool and that would be something too you know you wouldn't have the time to um, research it like we have with the with the current germs that we have 
on, right. on this earth, you know. Mm-hmm. We've still, they may not know how to stop certain things, or they may still be, but they've at least seen it, right, in the population, right. whereas this would be like, whoa, whoa. You know? Right, and so he didn't go into detail. He just he just popped that out there, like, for your interpretation, you know, like you said, it could be uh, mm-hmm. an alien sent it, or just another, you know, how detrimental something from another world could be. Well, hey, I know that falls into our atmosphere. I nerded out on some Walking Dead, and there's actually a non-canon um, comic book uh, that he released. Like, a, like I said, it's non-canon, but it's Rick Grimes, and he's basically tripping balls. Um, the The whole comic is him um, figuring out that aliens have abduct, abducted him, and have something to do with this whole zombie thing, and it's kind of this weird psychedelic. Hmm trip like uh Lori's still alive you know uh, what's his name shane's there and in the comics he had been dead and anyway it's pretty pretty trippy little comic comic deal but at the time mm. they were like this is non-canon it's just like a extra yeah. comic book right, right. it's stemmed off trip. of just in the universe yeah 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 so that's cool maybe and I maybe think... that was the truth and we and they just didn't want us to know <laughs> it goes so yeah it goes on to say dmt <laughs> It goes on to say in that uh, um, later in that article that you know he didn't just want to end this whole series with oh there's a cure, mm-hmm. like we're not doing that. He said that you know it's 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 always been this weird sci-fi thing to him. So mm-hmm. hopefully we'll see something like that in the TV show. Wow. I think that would be super cool because they've kind of like molded into this thing where it's kind of gotten dull. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see something form. crazy like that. Rick sees a UFO in the sky. Or maybe not that's Rick, what, but one of the other ones. Maybe that's what the three movies will be. Maybe he's been taken to a facility where aliens exist. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I think maybe. people would be pissed if they found that out. Like, right. what? They're just going this, some crazy this direction. This is a zombie Screw show. Oh, yeah. Hey, but the true friends would stick by. That's the thing. Well, I'm still yeah. there. I'm still just right there watching. Do you still watch yeah. it? Are yeah. you up, up to date? I don't watch it like live anymore. I'll watch it like no. a day or two afterwards. But no, I'm so I'm so behind. I think yeah. I'm like a whole season uh, or two behind. I usually wait till I'm a season and then I veg it. Yeah. I stopped. I stopped when the whispers came into play. Mm. I just kind of stopped. I, I'm that diehard. I watched Dexter all the way through, even at the end. Yeah, when you it have got to. A little weird. You, you know? have to. Yeah. Well, I'll go like, back and watch it, but it got so repetitive that I was just kind of like, eh. uh, "Hey, Lava Lord, right. welcome to the stream." The you Hope know the problems good. that came up were the same. The way they dealt with them were the same. It's just like yeah, that's just, just the, the monotony show. of writers, you know. Yeah, like right. I, I think so. all shows do that though. You get into anytime you get past like season four, not all. Well, I wouldn't say all shows. There's some that went further, but definitely by like season seven, all of a sudden the writing starts getting. You know, you've seen mm-hmm. it all before. It starts getting rehashed and you know then here we and are if they do but if, it, I lo- if i love the show they, enough it doesn't matter i just keep watching right but yeah. if they do, if they do it right and handle it right that's what makes a great show from a good show yeah but to me right. i'm like to me i'm like this this is how i look at it it's better than watching that b zombie movie that i thought was trash oh a hundred percent so but... that's, the, that's the way i look at it like in my head that's funny i'm still waiting on world war z too come on yeah. Brad Pitt. We haven't played uh, World War Z 1, the game. I'm talking True. about the movie. I know, I know. All right, so we're rolling into uh, Epic Dads. We're going to talk about some of the incredible dads out there who became epic in my book. 
Epic dads, epic results. And that sound you heard was not me breaking wind. It was part of the song. <laughs> uh, it's been a while since I've heard that. I love that right. little intro we do there. So tonight, uh, we're just going to talk about being dads. You know, this is uh, the midsection. If you don't like this part, you can always skip ahead. Uh, if you're not a dad, you can skip ahead to Ryan's game review that's coming in just about five minutes. Um uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so we're talking about dads, cool things that dads have done. Some of these dads I'm going to mention don't have a name, but uh, I think it's worth mentioning. The first dad I wanted to talk about is a dad that loves Mario Kart um, and wanted to share with his kids the love of Mario Kart. So this dad, um, he actually um, made some go-karts in his living room. For his kids. Sweet. Yep. And um, he put together his, uh, the Nintendo, it looks like the Nintendo Switch, the controllers, and kind of made it to where in the game they're moving it. You know, they're moving mm-hmm. it like the mm-hmm. gyro deal or whatever. Um, but it's actually connected to the go-karts. Car. Or, yeah, the car. Yeah. And so they're actually making believe. And he actually built it into his couch, looks like here. Little Mario and Luigi go-kart. Um Sweet. For the kiddos to play on. So I thought that was kind of a cool, creative thing that as a dad you could do around your house. Just be creative, you know? Look at what you got in the yeah. tool set and uh, yeah. make it happen. <laughs> That's sorry, it just now came up for me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but another, awesome. another incredible dad who uh, doesn't go by uh, a name, but on his, his Reddit name is actually um, MikeLP82. Um, he posted a picture. Um, he was basically not letting his daughter wear short shorts, and she could not mm-hmm. understand why. So this dad actually went into a Walmart store um, with his daughter and wore shorty shorts. Yes. So hmm. and there you go on the on the Ryan, live stream. This is goals for you. <laughs> and uh, on but the back of it, on the back of his shirt, he put, "Ask my girl if they still ask my girls if they still think short shorts are so cool." Or so cute. So there you go. But you can't really compare those two, right? Because, of course, your kid's not going to like seeing Dad uh, with his hairy legs and his male genitalia, you know, with uh, short shorts on. But at the same time, nobody does, right? Right. So, right. like, nobody likes seeing the dad do that. But mm-hmm. in general, people do like girls wearing short shorts. And so if you've got an intelligent daughter, they're going to go, Dad, you're embarrassing, but it sense. doesn't tell me anything yeah. about, yeah. <laughs> well, no, then you say you're embarrassing. He didn't even do it right because he the wore the the compress underwear underneath there. You just I know he he didn't go full out like Ryan's straight got them, skin. Ryan's got them three hundred pound cheeks and ham hocks, baby. Yeah, but he just let him out. hang. You know. Yeah. He'd even wear like a man thong. You know, just uh mm-hmm. give it the extra whatever point. I need to do. Yeah. yeah. Pull Coming the, out over the, the top. Strings. Yep. Yeah, the top. strings on the top. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> I used to wear that back in the wrestling days, remember? Yeah. yeah wasn't, wasn't scary one bit. Yeah. Oh, man. Golly. Don't do it now, though. You know, you're no. you're a lot heavier than you were. Yeah, you kind of have to be you have to be sexy to pull off something like that. And yeah, to make a look right for years. You're yeah. sexy, bro. Big sexy. Yeah. Yeah, big sexy. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. you're 300 sexy, you know? 
Yeah, Big Sexy hey, needs to stick to be, boxer briefs. We don't need to be dropping numbers here, Clint. Come on. Oh, I didn't drop true numbers. If you want to drop yeah, true he, numbers. Everybody knows, uh, everybody knows I'm 323, you know, on a good day, 328 on a normal day lately. Yeah. I don't uh, care about numbers. Those numbers are going down. Mark yeah. my words. I'm not Clinton Hunter. You're going to see my, my numbers Woo! go down when I say Dang, it. Dang, call I this am, out. I am nine pounds down, brother. Nine. What happened to nice. ten? You gained, did you gain a pound from that vanilla Coke? No, I never. I never was at ten. No, he was you five. Told me he was five ten, last time. Clinton. Uh, <laughs> no, I did not tell you ten. I told you. I'm nine. about to pull the, my text message out. In go the privacy. Up, go ahead and pull it up nine. If I put ten, that means that's my next goal. Okay. Uh, so okay. You know, backtracking. I like yeah, the backtracking. Saving that. Hey, but it's Love not it. about me. It's not about our weight. It's about these epic dads. And so the next epic dad kind of stole my heart. I like this one quite a okay. bit. Okay. So Couldn't this dad's, it. this dad. Uh, Something cause... with politics or World of Warcraft? No. Has nothing <laughs> okay, to do just... with either of those. <laughs> um, this next one is uh, Josh Marshall. His story is the one that kind of stole my heart, you know. Um, oh, he, pulled on those strings. Yeah, pulled on the old heartstrings. He's, uh, the picture I'm going to pop up here in a minute is a picture of him with his eight-year-old son, Gabriel Marshall. Mm-hmm. Back in uh, March of 2015, Gabriel was diagnosed with a form of cancer called anaplastic astrocytoma, a rare mm. malignant brain tumor. Um, he was able to have successful surgery, but Gabriel admitted that he felt like a monster because of the large scar that he had uh, as a result of his surgery. So this mm. broke the dad's heart. And so, as a result, his amazing solution was get a tattoo that resembled his son's scar. Um, he said, I told him, if people wanted to stare, they could stare at both of us. So hmm, uh, cool. I like that. Yeah, so this is the picture on the live stream of the two dads together. And his tattoo looks really legit. Like It looks really good. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Good dad. Awesome. I forget dad. Yeah, he even... every time. He even he even looks like he got his bolder than his sons. Like yeah, yeah, like, like it, it, like it a pops really good looking. more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that may just be part of the healing stage. Maybe it was like worse uh, right after, probably more inflamed right. red. But uh, yeah, what a cool thing. I mean, I would do I it. Like that. I, I I think oh, it's yeah. awesome. So uh, I bet that hurts so bad getting a tattoo on your head. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It made me think of a. There was a story a while back, if I remember right. It could have even been from a movie, and I'm just making it up. But uh, the kid had peed his pants, and was embarrassed. They were at a theme park or something like that, if I remember mm-hmm. right. And so then the dad just peed his pants. So they both, <laughs> you know. Are yeah. you sure you're not talking so about the, Billy Madison? I just said it could have been a movie. I don't know. What's, yeah. what's What happened in Billy Madison? Billy Madison, this kid pees his pants, and. Uh, he gets real sad, so Billy Madison goes over to the water faucet and sprays it on his pants. Is that Billy Madison or Big Daddy? Yeah. No, that's Billy Madison because he goes back to school. Oh. Yeah, yeah that's field, right. He's that's on a field he trip. On the, on the field trip. Yep, that is what it is. And that's yeah. when Chris Farley eats all their, Billy si- all their sandwiches. Uh, yeah, 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 he's the bus yeah, driver. He's just sitting there just <laughs> cracking up. He's like, yeah. <laughs> just eating all their food. Was <laughs> that when he's driving the bus? And for the love of God. Yeah. Sit down. Chris oh, Farley, man. rest in peace, man. You're my favorite. Rip, rip, one of my favorites. Rip. He's he's a all star right there. Mm. <sighs> well, the next dad I can kind of uh, relate to because the whole 
frozen phase that my daughter's going through right now. Queen oh, Elsa yeah. is where it's at, you know, just all yep. about yep. it. Um, so this devoted father, uh, his name is Rob Chillingworth. This picture was snapped of him riding the subway, subway with his daughter Ruby, who was dressed as a as snowman Olaf on the way mm. to a party. The heavy metal nice. fan and tattoo shop owner was also sporting his own blue sparkly dress and cape, specially made to resemble Elsa from Elsa. Frozen. Yes. You had to um, read that to know what the name was? Wow. No, I just lost my place. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> let it go. What? Yeah, let, let it, it go, go, Ryan. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> you get it, so, yeah, I totally get it. Okay. Duh. Are you sure you even see the movie? Hey, because your joke didn't bother me anyway. So the kids the kids had to dress up, and so he thought he might as well do it as well. And his daughter came up with the idea of him being Elsa, and he was like, sweet. So he went with it and uh, posted right there in the stream. There you see Mr. Let It Go. Let It Go. Now, I don't mind, you know, dressing up for my daughter and putting, putting in all the effort. Uh, but if there's a wife in the mix, she's going to be Elsa. Mm -hmm. I'll be you know, Christoph or whatever. I don't care. Right. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. now if my wife's dead and Olaf needs Elsa, right. Or she's out of the picture cause we're divorced or something. I'm in. Mm. I'm committed. That is a bulky Elsa. Elsa. That is yeah. a bulky it's Elsa. A man, man, child Elsa right there. Elsa has some steroids and some, uh, I like it. Yeah. Has some testosterone yep. shots. That's about how I'd look in an Elsa dress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, but this is about dads, not about moms, Ryan. Okay. Well, I know, so, but I'm just this saying. Is, I'm this saying, is where I'm drawing a line. I, I'm drawing a line, saying that's a little overcommitment, Mister yeah, Dad. I'm allowed I, to have an opinion. I'll do it. I'll I'm go saying. For it. You that's just what gonna Clinton throw the dress says. on? Oh, yeah, no, no, I don't believe that. No problem. You better. You better. You better get your wife in line. Tell her to no. put that dress on. It's extra <laughs> funny, especially with that big, huge beard. You know. Yeah, <laughs> going for it totally. So. I don't this, believe it. <laughs> I would. No problem. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you guys it. are the ones waxing your nipples on live streams, so. Mm-hmm, that's true. That just yeah. proves we would go further than you. What are you doing? That doesn't make any sense. No, because Ryan refuses to wear a dress, even though he wore a dress on the podcast. That makes yeah, sense. again, you're digging yourself yeah. a hole. Yeah, I don't refuse to wear a dress. I only you refuse, refuse to, to wear a dress, dress for your daughter. Well, you no, know. no, I refuse to wear a dress if my wife is being a punk and not want to wear a dress. You get what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. Like if the daughter's going, Dad, will you? Because Mom won't. No, Mom needs to step up too. We're we're a family unit. But, it's not just Dad's Mister Cool. You know but what I'm the saying? but the daughter in this story was like, Dad, I want you to be Elsa. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying. I try to convince her otherwise. Yeah, we get it. You're scared. This next dad is another dad who does what he needs to do for his kids. Okay, and this is a from Facebook page on McCain Enterprises. Um, okay. So here's the story. Nine-year-old Jocelyn um, had a baby doll named Abby, and she really wanted to go trucking with her father, Trent McCain. She asked her dad if he'd take her doll and the road on the road, and he obliged with babysitting duties. So he says, uh, we decided to have a little fun on post pictures of our travels. Her dad explained mm -hmm. in a post uh, on his company Facebook page. I didn't want Jocelyn thinking I threw Abby in the sleeper and forgot about her. Because, as mm -hmm. you know, his daughter will never forget that. And so, oh, yeah, road uh, trip photos for sure. That sounds yep. fun. 
So he's got a couple little pictures of him and the doll right here hanging out, doing their thing. So I thought that was cool. really cute. Just yeah, cool. It's so great. Cool dad cool dad stuff, you know. So awesome. Looks, Just uh, taking the extra time to to make the kid feel special. Alright, so the last one I'm gonna do I'm just going to throw it out here, guys. I'm about to butcher some some names, um, some Asian names. Let's just get on it. Um, I'm not not trying to mess up anybody's name, but I just, I'm not good with We just want to appreciate the, the fact Asian. that you said Asian names and not Oriental. So you're yes. really, really winning here. You're winning. <laughs> well, I'm learning, you know. I'm teachable, mm -hmm. as they say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, but here we go with the butchering part. Yu Zhuang Kong. A proud and loving father in Yibin County in China travels a total of 18 miles to ensure that his that Zio Quang, his disabled 12-year-old son, can get to school. He carries him every day 4.5 miles to the nearest school that would accommodate him and walks back home to work, making the same trip again to pick him up and take him home. Quang cannot make the trip because his legs and arms are twisted. I hmm. am proud of the fact that he is already top of his class, and I know he will achieve great things, um, he said, the dad. Uh, my dream is uh, that he will go to college. I know that my son is physically disabled, but there is nothing wrong with his mind. Um, That's right. So here's a picture what of that What this guy father. does for work, if you think about you're saying he walks, right? He carries the kid? Yeah, it's just a picture of him here. Yep. Has Think about back. walking five miles both ways two times in a day. That's a lot of time out of your day. I oh, mean, yeah. That is serious dedication. But I wonder what he does for work that he's able to do that. Maybe he works from home or maybe mm. and why why there's no vehicle involved also makes me wonder. Maybe he's they're kind of out somewhere. You know, maybe, maybe. It, does, it does look like it's more remote. A little yeah. remote. They're in a remote area. Looks like he might okay. work for some type of little business, though, or something. Cause he's kind of dressed up and has like a little like sweater a on up with a sweater. Yeah. A sweater over it. So he's definitely not working out in like some fields or anything. I was going to say they walk a lot more yeah. in other countries than we, us Americans do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But even yeah, walking sure. fast, that's, that's some real dedication to walk 10 miles twice a day. That's yeah. a lot of walking. Yeah. My so, car breaks him, down and I'm, sure. I'm like depressed that I got to walk a mile to the gas station. You know, yeah. <laughs> right? I'm sure he he's, it's no deal for him now. Some morning oh, walk. Yeah. Oh yeah, just brisk so stuff like that's really cool. It's like, would I do that for my kid? Yeah, I would. I don't want yeah, to have too. to do that, right? No, but, heck no, I don't want to. Clint but is having more problem with thing, that than he is the dress. The other thing I would do <laughs> is do my best to find me like a little motorcycle or something. <laughs> yeah, so or a bicycle. A bicycle, get me yeah. a bicycle. You know. Yeah. Let's roll. I don't know if that would be better, though, because those, it looks like it was really hilly or yeah. mountainous where mm -hmm. they were at. Yeah, because he's probably thinking about he doesn't want to throw his kid off the bike. especially if it's Or bike up that with just you know? going iron yeah, legs. Yeah, can't really hold on, so it's different. Right. I don't know about it. Sometimes you say, hey, just sit on walk. the handlebars. Mm. Oh, my gosh, Clinton, just keep Ryan's face that big. That's great. <laughs> just all cheap, baby. But, yeah, I think I would go those... those uh, those links to, to help out with the, with the kid. But it's things like that. Like you don't know you would do it until it happens to you, I think. So I think those situations mm -hmm. are definitely situations where these, these dads are just, Hey, I'm doing it. I'm living life. Right. Right. I mean, there's not many kid. things in reality. If you really are, are a good dad and you're in love with your kid, 
There's not many things that pop up that you'd go, no, I'm not doing that. Like right. it's like automatically like, oh yeah, I guess, yeah. How do we make that happen? That's kind of mm-hmm. just your, you know, it, it doesn't even always have to be a need. Like mm-hmm. my daughter can just want something, and if it's not like oh, yeah. a little kid wanting like in a fit way, but it's something she's really excited about, like I'm gonna bend over backwards. I want to make it happen. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I do that sometimes with Claire. Like I don't want to do it initially. But then I can tell she really wants me to do it. And so then it's like, okay, mm-hmm. all right, let's do it, whatever. Oh, and then then as they get older, like Claire's probably just now getting at the age to where she notices when you're doing it and you don't look like you want to. Like used to, <laughs> you could just do it. It didn't matter. Right. But now with Rory, if I'm not excited, you can tell it's like it's bothering her. She can tell I don't really want to do it. I'm just doing it. Uh-huh. And it's not the same as me like, like being it excited. I'll step yeah, it up yeah, in the I next gotta, year. Okay, shake it off. I'm getting into this thing. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. About to play some dolls. That's kind of what Hunter does when he plays Daisy with us. Not. Yeah. I just yeah. I, I just agree. do it for you guys. Yeah. Right. Totally. But that's but how we feel. It, we look like if we like if, you were really if we doing had, it. if we had a camera on Hunter while he's playing Daisy, we would feel like Rory does. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> well, we're not going to talk about Daisy tonight, as far as game reviews, um, but uh, Ryan is going to give us a game review. And I think it will also be epic. Order. Order in the court. What's your plea? I'm sorry. I can't This is the final verdict. So it's good to see well, you. Today Welcome we're, to the stream. We're rolling into the game review, and as pre-alluded to earlier, uh, it's going to be about Call of Duty. In my little intro, I said uh, something like, bring the marshmallows and bring the camping kit. Um, You've used that line that's before. that's because, yep, I always do. That's when, when it comes to Call of no, Duty, that's I, what I do. I think you used it as your intro before. Oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> Clint's the worst. He talks about stuff getting hey, butched up, but he has no problem butchering no, things. You got it. You got it. But anyways, it's because we're talking about Call of Duty. So whether I did use it before or not, which I probably did, um, it's because we were talking about Call of Duty that time. Mm-hmm. And really, when I play Call of Duty, I camp. So, uh, But today's not about me and camping. Today is about how I like the game. What do I think about the game? And I'm going to try to give my perspective versus kind of, uh, you know, the general perspective too, right? Because for me... I have, a, I have one question. Is that, Are mm-hmm. we talking multiplayer or story mode? Uh, both. Okay. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, actually, first I was going to talk about the multiplayer, and then I'm going to talk about the campaign. Multiplayer for me is uh, it's pretty refreshing, honestly. Me and Clinton both, and I know a lot of people, they kind of got burnt out on call of duty and got burnt out on the games kind of uh well at first was it kind of because they were the same there for a little while and then when they switched they switched and made it so different that it wasn't call of duty kind of mm-hmm. just got crazy right they got into uh advanced warfare and then ghost and some of those games some of the early ones i liked the very early uh black ops i liked and then and uh, just kind of got to where i couldn't play my style it's not that i want the game to run in a you have to camp style. I want it to run in a you can, right? All mm-hmm. styles are accepted. And there's perks and classes that you could set up for your loadout that work for no matter how you want to play. Whether mm-hmm. you're a runner, gunner, 
whether you're a sniper or whether you're a corner camper, there's a way to build your gun and build your loadout to work with that. Um, to where I think the last few iterations of Call of Duty pretty much wiped out those guys and they made it just running gunning. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people love that about Call of Duty, which is fine. And that's actually one of the negatives that people hate about the new one is because some of the younger guys who are used to Call of Duty just the last few iterations, they've never played Call of Duty with so much corner camping. So they mm-hmm. just hate the guys that are in the corners and they just rage out over it and get mad when they get killed by them, um, which is fine and, if you're and, a camper. And you just got a comment from Real Life Swiper says, so you play like a softy question mark, and he says, camping is for noobs. There wow. you go, Ryan. Right. Shots fired. Right to you. Hey, yeah, thanks for the that's like, no problem. McKenzie. And when you're, when you're playing TDM, uh, it's it's all about KD, right? And used to, if I even when I was really good, before we were, um, what do you call it, dads and not able to play as much, back when we played all the time more than we should have, um, you know, we'd get, I'd have kill death ratios on like Modern Warfare, we'd be going 25 and 3, 32 and 4, stuff like that. And so when you're talking about TDM, nobody's really going to complain. Who cares that you're camping? Because you're doing great and the team's doing great, if that makes sense. Um, but... Now that their campers have been gone, it's like now there's this this huge hate on camping. And I don't agree with the fact that being a camper makes you a noob at all. I think that has to do with playing to your style. Uh, I can run and gun and run and gun and run and gun and run and gun, and I don't really get better at it. It's not something that I have in my skill set, and I'm okay with admitting that. But I've got a lot of friends that play Call of Duty, and so I adapt and I play the way I can, which I couldn't on some of the previous versions. So... No, there's a huge difference, Ryan. Sorry for you going any further. Is there's a huge difference in going slow and camping, because camping, uh, like for me, a definition of a camper is somebody who finds one corner the whole game, and that's their corner. They go back there even after they respawn, and they just that's their Never place, moved. right? But then mm-hmm. there's also people will call you a camper if you just move slow in this game and stay in the same oh, area, yeah. and that's so how it is now. I want to set that straight because even the game developers of this new one have said that that's the way to play it. Mm-hmm. The developer yeah, himself that said that you need to clear rooms. Slower. Mm-hmm. It needs to be played slow like war. You need to check your rooms. And, and even travel together works out best. So, mm-hmm. you know, get out of here with that noob stuff. You don't hear yeah, that. Well, used to, we used to play, uh, when I say camp, you're not talking about just a corner camp, stay in one corner kind of guy. Uh, usually I would get an area of the map, right, with another guy or two, and we would work that area of the map, mm-hmm. right? You get your lead, you bring get them coming to you, and you strategically place yourselves in certain areas so that they have to come through and they're kind of funneled, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're killing them. That's, that's how hunting is done. That's how all kinds of things are done. That's how it's done in war a lot of times. And so there, it all matters what you're doing. Now, I am have gotten better at moving slow. If I move slow through the game, room to room, kind of hold that room for just a second and move to the next room, I can keep close to the same kill-death ratio as just camping back and staying in one area. Uh, but it usually falls off a little bit. If I start running like some guys do, it's over for me. It just falls apart. Mm-hmm. But I know that that's not a fair assessment of the game just from that one angle. And so I would say, um, you know, when it comes to going running and gunning, we play with a lot of guys that run and gun on this new game, and they do great. I mm-hmm. see their KDs are way up there. You know what I mean? They're getting way more kills than they are deaths. They're doing great for the team. And so I think the game is balanced, in my opinion. But they may is, hate there, the campers, 
but it doesn't stop them from playing their way, if that makes sense. But I did learn as we were playing more, because, um, again, it had been probably seven years since I've touched a Call of Duty game, because um, I was kind of doing the run and gun with uh, Rowdy and Justin and, and Hunter and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I did notice after about the fourth day of playing, I realized um, they still made it to where there's certain times you definitely want to slow down. If I was just yeah. always sprinting, if I was sprinting a lot like I used to in the old Call of Duty, um, I noticed I was getting punished more in this one, it seemed like, for it. And maybe that's because um, there is more camping sites um, accessible in the game as far as set Right, right. Yeah, right. I, I think so. Right, I think that... Uh-huh. Sorry, go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead. I was going <laughs> to say, I think that Modern Warfare, uh, when it first came out, it's not. it wasn't intended to be a camping thing, but it's just because that's where the game came out on. Like... Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the way it was developed. They and for them that was fast because it was one of the first mm-hmm. of its kind. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, so now fast forward to where they updated it and made kind of a uh, a remastered, mm-hmm. and now everybody's like, "Oh, this is a campers game again." Well, not necessarily. It's just because that's the maps. The maps are kind of old school, mm-hmm. right? And then you have guns that act more real than all the other ones have Mm -hmm. and so um i don't know it just sets it up for a more uh slow paced game i guess Mm -hmm. uh so i I don't know i don't i don't think you're a noob for going slow paced in this game and i don't Mm -hmm. think that you're uh cheap uh you know um and well i don't mind i've always been called that that's why i laugh about it so i bring the marshmallows well you're gonna get called names no matter what yeah and and real life says i like to win he, he makes a point. He says there's no specific way to play, but if you're scared to die in a video game, then you're a loser. So, <laughs> yeah, they're, well, I'm they're, not, they're, I'm not scared to die. Well, I like scared. to keep a, a positive kill death. I like yeah, to win. That's right. And especially when you're sense. playing team you deathmatch if I you, play with my friends. You, you don't want to get five kills and then you gave them 25 points. So yeah, because then I'm just, just killing it for team. the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And we always play team deathmatch. So for me, it's different. Now, Now, if we're playing, uh, what's it called? What's the one we started playing? Hardpoint? I like Hardpoint. Hardcore. No, Hardpoint. It's not hard based point. on um, It's not so based where the on point moves KD. around the map um, like, right. over time. Now, that game's a whole different game because I know by dying, I'm not worried about hurting my team, right? Mm-hmm. And so my kill death doesn't need to be really good. I like to keep it close because if you're dying way more than you're winning, you're not going to be taking the point. But I definitely drive the point. We work as a team, direct who's going where and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it's a completely different game. You play it a different style. You know, mm-hmm. you right. can't really just, you can't play hard point the way you play uh, team deathmatch. Uh, and I like both of those games, but I'm not going to play team deathmatch the, the way I play hardcore either. I just get dominated. That's just the fact right. of my skill level. So right. Ryan's being, a team, a, yeah. mm-hmm. Ryan's being a team player. Yeah. Ryan's being a team player. That's no big deal. What, uh, the other thing that, that I do like a lot because what enables you to play your own way is those loadouts, right? Not just the loadouts, but what you just mentioned, the fact that these guns are way more realistic. Mm -hmm. Uh, The way they react to the different add-ons and the changes that you make to them really make them adaptable to the specific way you like to play. Um, And the way you can build the guns in this game, for me, now remember I haven't played the last couple, but compared to uh, the older Black Ops that I did play in Ghost, this game's way better. The guns mm-hmm. are way better, in my opinion. Um, I feel like anybody that they're... shoots me with a shoddy is a loser. Just saying. <laughs> right. That's how I, that's the guys how I feel. run around on the map <laughs> with a shotgun. <laughs> that's how I feel when right. I get shot with a shoddy. I'm like, he's a right. freaking loser. Oh, yeah. 
Actually, I say worse than that. Circles. But, mm-hmm. uh, and then on top of the loadouts, I think that the, they actually did a pretty good job on map variety on this one, in my opinion. So I think you've kind of got some that are just chaotic and just crazy, like shipment, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever they call it in this one, where it's just all the shipping containers stacked oh, yeah, in. Yeah, that one's stupid. And then, and then there's some that are like just a little bit bigger than that that are still kind of fun to play, depending on what game mode you're playing. Mm-hmm. And then there's maps that are really big, uh, which aren't the best when you're playing TDM, but they're great when you're playing Hardpoint or something like that. Um, right. And so, in my in my opinion, I really like the the way they've done the maps in this one. Um, I think, and maybe there is a feature, but I don't remember seeing it. I think it would be nice if you could exclude maps from what would pop up in your list. That'd be like nice. Like if you could exclude shipment or some of those that you don't really want to play because they're just chaos and they're no good. Um, for that game mode, then just check mark them and they don't even pop up. That would be yeah. nice. I've always um, seen other. I've seen other PvP games do it. I know WoW implemented their battleground system where it was like you could pick two maps that you mm-hmm. want to exclude. That was like your max, but you could pick two maps that you didn't want to include in your queue line. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, anything else you guys noticed that you liked or disliked here on the multiplayer portion that was different on this game? No, no I do like... Go ahead. What? I was yeah, going to let you put in your input a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I like the... Uh, I do like the speed of this game, and I like that um, some of the maps that have come back are a lot bigger than some of the just more recent Call of Duty games. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just because of the the way it was so set up for run and gun in these last couple uh, games, you know. And so, for instance, for me, um, you can get the perk where you have two primary guns, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in the last game, that was pointless. And le- I mean, really, because... And unless it's just used for extra ammo that you have two power packed ammo guns mm-hmm. because you're running and gunning so fast that um, you don't need a switch. I mean, there's no, pro- you know what I'm saying? To whereas yeah, now you're not gonna I change can, your style mid game. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. To whereas now in level I do change my style mid game where I have mm-hmm. an assault rifle or a SMG and then I switch to a marksman rifle if I see a guy in the distance. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, that to me is more immersive it feels real Mm -hmm. and it feels like you get to uh, strategize more than just i'm gonna run with this smg Mm -hmm. in circles and whenever i see i shoot as fast as i can you know everybody's got their playing style but that's what i like about it that's yeah uh for me i really enjoy the um the animations and stuff on it are real smooth i never feel like i'm very glitched up or anything in the game um, oh yeah, if we're talking about the game engine or the graphics, uh, I think it's a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. Really good looking and runs really smooth. One thing that caught me off guard about the game that I wasn't expecting was um, how scopes affect your gameplay. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's certain scopes that if you're running and gunning, you rather have that scope than maybe a you know a, a scope that zooms in uh, further mm-hmm. because the pull up time on your gun just takes a lot longer. And so therefore, yeah, that's another thing we were talking about where it's more realistic. The weight mm-hmm. of the scope and stuff is going to affect mm-hmm. how you can move. Yep. Yeah. So that was one that um, I was really impressed uh, with. Um, but they yeah, used over- to have that on the old ones. Like it would it would give you a dock on mobility, but it wasn't something you'd notice to where in this one you definitely notice. Yeah. I'm like, that guy shot scope. me first. How did he shoot me first? And I started mm-hmm. realizing, oh, it's because mm-hmm. the scope I'm using. You know, yep. I was pulling up my gun quicker. So uh, you definitely have to even take into account your scopes. Um, what you have attached to your gun. Um, but also, uh, I was just going to make the point that I think the maps are, like Hunter said, well-designed. I like that there's it's not all just one style. 
you know, there might be one where you're in the desert, the cave map, and mm -hmm, then you're in mm -hmm. London, and then you're over mm -hmm. here in another uh, section. Um, mm -hmm. So it feels that feels good. Um, I'm trying to think. I enjoy some of the sub submission stuff that they put in the in the multiplayer mode. Um, and I had another thought, but I can't think of it right this second. I think I was just going to make. Cool. I think I was just going to make the point to say that I think the way they designed the game is perfect mm -hmm. uh, when they are ready to release a possible battle royale mode. I think mm -hmm. the gameplay, uh, the state that the game's in right now, is perfect for that kind of gameplay. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, so like, I agree, and that's coming soon for sure. Um, I do think it's going to be a sorry. I was going to say I do think it is going to be a slower paced uh, um, battle royale that we haven't seen yet. All the mm -hmm. other ones I feel like are super fast paced. Mm-hmm. Um, with the yeah, it'll be, actions it'll be and sliding in this game. and traveling, mm -hmm. and I think this one will be more of a, you know, building, more clearing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That'd be so. sweet. Uh, I'd like to see a battle royale with larger teams, even. Like, that would be something that would be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. If you could go in, you know, like 60 a squad people, of 10, or 10, something, 10 maybe? teams of six, even six, mm -hmm. you know, I think that would be pretty fun. Mm -hmm. um, I think you could do a lot more strategy with a team of six, especially in a game that's a little slower. You know, mm -hmm. um, and a lot of their teams in the spotted. game are already six, so it wouldn't wouldn't cause them much extra to right to put mm -hmm. that in. Yeah. And then uh, as for the campaign, you know, I don't have a whole lot to say about the campaign other than I thought it was the one of the most immersive campaigns for Call mm -hmm. of Duty in a long time. Uh, not just immersive, but I like like you know uh, more strategic games because of the probably because of the camping aspect, right? Like I like. I like games like Gear of War where you're just kind of gunning, but I also like uh, games like Splinter Cell. Love it. Me mm -hmm. and Clint have always played games like Splinter Cell um, and Rainbow Six Siege, right? Stuff like that to where it's a mm -hmm. little bit more methodical and strategic. And uh, the way they built this game, if you play it on easy, you know, you can kind of run and gun it. You can, you mm -hmm. can play it down on normal. But it's really, if you look it up, uh, they say that it was, it was meant to be played on the second to hardest is really... The, the, the prime spot for this game. So you can go to hard, and it is ridiculously hard. But second to hardest is really challenging, and you can't just run and gun unless you've really worked on your skills. You can move a little bit faster. But it feels much more realistic in the sense of when you change the settings, um, it's not just like uh, there's more guys that you got to go against or things like that. They mm -hmm. seem like they're better players, like okay. better NPCs. Does that make sense? So they're more mm -hmm. reactive. They notice more stuff. It's, it's like going and stepping up, uh, say you were ranking in a match and you were going against some better guys. That's how it feels. Like you kind of mm -hmm. stepped into that. And so it's got a different vibe to it. And uh, the campaign's not really super long, but Call of Duty's not known for super long campaigns. But playing right. it on that hard mode, it lasts a little longer. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that was kind of their intentions. And so if you haven't played the campaign on the game, you should check it out for sure because it's definitely fun. Do you know how many hours, approximate hours it takes to complete the whole campaign i've seen a lot of guys say on on like all the way hard i think it's around six hours okay right something so like that six to seven game. hours yeah yeah and uh which you know some of the older ones if you're just running gunning through them you could beat it in about four mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on the hard modes and so i think it's not super short if i remember right uh modern warfare 3 like back when it was out <laughs> was kind of a longer one and it was about an eight hour Okay. If you were playing on on hardened or whatever it was, yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't really like dynamically harder. It was just like more of the same mm -hmm. when you played on a lot of repetitive back play. then. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is definitely different. The vibe of it's different. You turn it up, it just gets more intense yeah. rather than just more overwhelming. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I've heard this one's the... I haven't got to play the campaign much. I really I haven't touched it hardly at all. But I've definitely yeah. heard that it brings the realism of war mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. To, the, to mm-hmm. the forefront as far as how things sound, um, explosions, oh, yeah. all that kind of... How the enemy moves and attacks you, so... Mm-hmm. That, the way they uh, respond tactical. to you is so much different. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying. It's it feels a lot more like well, even if you play multiplayer and you need to practice a map, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you turn up the bots, they are much more realistic. Like if you turn the bots up on hardened and up into the upper levels, it it'll feel like almost like you're playing real guys. The way they react, mm-hmm. the way they respond, is not like bots used to respond. You know, back yeah. in the day. Um, and so that's kind of the same way I would guess the AI is set up. Um, for these guys in the campaign too because they definitely it's much more realistic way more immersive and it just feels uh, it just feels a lot more mm. deep right mm-hmm. it's not just yeah. a you know work your way through yeah. and then it's you're a done war. Kind of game. you feel like a war simulator yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah yeah that's good well Ryan do you got a number for us oh man that's a hard one to give you a number because Am I rating it out of the Call of Duties, or am I rating it out of all games, or what am I doing there? I would what say do let's think? do let's do shooters. Yeah, just shooters, mm. the shooters genre. I'm rating it out first of the shooter shooters. genre. Yeah, first person shooters. Um, and we're not probably not including battle royales, right? Multiplayer kind of games. No, yeah. I mean, you could. Yeah. I kind of. Uh, yeah. I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna give it like a seven and a half, okay. which isn't okay. super high. But um, my my normal Call of Duty was probably down in the fives mm-hmm. over the last few years before I quit playing them, and that's why I quit playing them because I didn't really enjoy them that much. So mm-hmm. seven and a half is is seven to seven and a half means it's enough to play for me. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Uh, I could spend more time on it. I'm definitely not burnt out on it, if that makes sense. Um, to where a lot of these other ones, I've jumped on and played at friends' houses, and I could tell I don't want to buy this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to try this, and it's not going to be. It's not my cup of tea. Right. Um, and so, you know, I think the campaign, if you're rating the campaign out of the Call of Duty games, I'd give it an eight and a half. Okay. So just on its own. But as for the multiplayer portion, yeah, seven and a half, I think that's that's where I place it. What do you guys think? You guys have played the multiplayer enough. Go ahead, Clinton. I think I was leaning, um, I was a little, a little bit higher. I was at an eight. So I wasn't surprised okay. when you said seven and a half. Because um, I think it, it came out fully polished. And I, I mm-hmm. didn't think, I feel like they've made enough changes that it appeased the old players and the new players. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think they mm-hmm. did a good Well, and yeah, when I say seven and a half, it's not like there's another game that I would give a nine. Mm-hmm. Right? That, so that's taken in my own personal, uh, I've kind of moved away from first person shooters a little bit. Right? Mm-hmm. If you take me back in the day and say, how much do you love Modern Warfare 3? I'd have given a nine and a half. I loved mm-hmm. it. It's like my favorite game. I just played it all the time. But now. I wouldn't give it a nine and a half because it's just not my forte anymore. Mm-hmm. Don't have the time to get good at them. Yeah. Right. That's why I'm still the noob. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I haven't played any of the campaign, but just based on what I played in multiplayer, I'd give it an eight and a half too. Um, and I think it, for me, it's one of the best call of duty games I've played in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And because I didn't, I have owned uh, quite a few of the last ones. You guys did not, but, um, okay. I, I would say that Call of Duty got into this mold for a little while and they started doing the same things, um, as like a Madden situation. You know, there's mm-hmm. a couple of different things that you brought to the table, but at the same time, 
we're just running in circles with jetpacks again. And yeah. so um, I think that they did a good thing by breaking that mold um, and coming back to their roots, what mm-hmm. made people fall in love with the game. And uh, I think that uh, they've executed it beautifully with bringing up the graphics, um, with making the realism of the guns and, and all this different things that went with it. I think that they did it at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if and they I bring just enjoy a really it. immersive, uh, what do you call it? Battle Royale. Battle Royale in. Yeah. They have the like the likings to have a uh, Sorry. A, a very top game. You know what I mean? I still, yes. I, I still say they should go the apocalypse route and do the zombies with it since they That'd be cool. have <laughs> done be zombie cool. modes in the I'd past. Like, I'd like to see a zombie game do an immersive um, Battle MMO? Royale where oh, it really is. Well, yeah. I mean, an MMO for sure. We've been asking for that we'll for a We'll take zombie time. anything, but, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like an immersive zombie um, battle royale where there really are zombies in the map that you've got to consider yeah. as you're moving and navigating the map and if you start fighting them other people might notice you right kind of like daisy but in a battle what, royale style. what if what if you had this Ooh, think of this this now there someone's going to take our idea and make a lot of money off of it right here <laughs> but how about this an alert system that the players accidentally set off if you're not careful in the battle royale which then forces people from the map so if you're playing a zombie game you do something mm-hmm. You know, zombie battle royale, you do something that accidentally alerts the zombies. Next thing you know, a horde's coming to that section because you set mm-hmm, it off. Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm, there's a yep. player that you know that's in that area, and so you go ahead and set off something to, to force that player out of that zone so they can't call alarm or something. I like yeah, it. Yeah. Yep, I there like you that. go. That'd be super cool. That'd be well, I will say this Call of Duty is uh, the only one out of the probably last five I played where even if I do bad in a match, I'm still enjoying it. Yeah. You're still happy about mm. playing it. Yeah. Yeah. I've had pretty. fun playing it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely have to agree. Well, that was a good review, Ryan, for an, for an old favorite. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's good. Well, if you guys enjoyed tonight's content, uh, we got a lot more ahead of you. Um, we just recently released a new YouTube video called the Livonia experience, uh, dash Daisy. It's uh, one of our uh, highlight reels of one of our recent streams of DayZ. Um, had a lot of fun doing that. That one doesn't include Hunter yet. Uh, the next one I'm working on will include Hunter. Um, he's hit and miss on the whole DayZ train, which is which is fine. It's not his favorite. I play it for my friends. Yeah. <laughs> Even though they don't play my games sometimes with me. It's just the golf. I think all I'm asking for is it. one round of golf with friends. <laughs> one round. <laughs> one round. <laughs> I think if we get better at it, Hunter will start liking it. It's yeah, just right now so. we haven't had any real victory. You know? Well, okay. So the problem is this, guys. If you're ever wondering, me and Ryan aren't the greatest at Daisy, and so then they're not we, wondering if they've listened to the show before. We're not the greatest at anything. <laughs> right. So then we invite Hunter or whoever our, our other friends. Right. They come on. They're new. We just know enough to eat, survive, and maybe navigate the map a little bit. So then when we get into mm-hmm. any type of confrontation, it all falls apart, and then everybody's just sitting around licking their wounds. It kind of sucks. <laughs> really, what you want to happen, the ideal thing is you're good at the game, you get your buddy who's new, and then you help carry that person for a little bit till they right. the game. Yeah, so we have more videos that we plan on releasing on YouTube and on Facebook, so you guys can check us out there. And as of right now, we're still busting out podcasts every week. Uh, if you want to support the channel, uh, you can go over to our Patreon. That's uh, patreon.com slash Gaming. You can support us there. Um, 
you can start as low as one dollar a month whatever you want to do um we have different oh, yeah. tiers there for you and if you don't feel like giving money or you can't right now we understand we just ask that you like and share the, the facebook page like and share the uh the podcast um yeah. give us a, rating Throw a, a review, review on itunes oh yeah with that said stay delirious stay dadding and stay gaming this has been a delirious dad's production for more information about the show visit our website at www.deliriousdadsgaming.com you can also find us on facebook.com slash deliriousdadsgaming twitch.tv and youtube make sure you like and share our pages to help us grow the channel you can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please leave a rating and review if you enjoy the show. Thank you again for listening, and we hope to see you next time.